1: Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. First thing in the morning when you get in your car, you go to work first podcast of the day we really appreciate being your first listen part of the locked on podcast network your team every day free and available on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts. and you can check us out on youtube if you're on youtube we really appreciate that thumbs up and subscribe button make sure you get that content coming your way when we drop it you can find us on twitter of course at jake let at james rapine and we'll be there for you Five days a week here on Locked Bengals. Getting into the offseason, James, and we're going to talk free agency. That's coming. We're going to talk draft options in the first round and beyond. That's going to be coming as well. The combine imminent. Crazy how short the offseason is when the Bengals play in the Super Bowl, right? But we're going to start with a couple Bengals defensive players led by Mike Hilton, who took to Twitter. And Mike Hilton, man. Maybe, maybe Mike Hilton should be Jesse Bates' agent. Resign. Jesse Bates, mm-hmm. extend Jesse Bates, Mike <laughs> Hilton, man. He he's on it in public avenues and he has been all
0: year. He has. And, um, out of nowhere, right. He just tweets it out Saturday night. I open Twitter. I'm like, Oh, hi, Mike. Good to see you. I, d- I didn't realize, you know, he throws out the GIF and everything. Didn't realize that was going to happen. He's like, I'm just saying extend Jesse Bates. And then Logan Wilson, a few hours later, uh, backs him up and, Look, I think it's, one, it's it's great for Jesse Bates, and it gets fans riled up and everything, but I do think it matters that someone as valuable as Mike Hilton, and there, he's certainly valued in that locker room, continues to speak up about Jesse Bates. During the regular season, he called him the best safety in the league. Now, it was early in the year before Bates had some of those struggles, and then he looked like the best safety in the league in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, certainly – uh, a guy in, in Mike Hilton who's been in his corner from day one since he got here. And um, it, it's good to see. So when we talk about the locker room culture, you know, that's that's part of it. But then there's the other side of this, right? And it was a topic last off season when negotiations were going on. When it comes to Bates and it comes to m- not messing with him, but negotiating every little penny and making sure the deal is, is perfect for the Bengals, well, man, if you drag this out and you franchise tag him and then maybe you franchise tag him again, and it's not awful value to do that, at least the first time, it's pretty good value for the Bengals. It is going to send a message to the locker room. And, and so that's something that the Bengals certainly have to be aware of.
2: Yeah, there's a bit of a tightrope that the Bengals have to walk with Jesse Bates because we've talked about the amount of resources they have available to them this offseason. We'll get into that picture in greater depth when we do a little bit of a free agency preview. That's probably something we should get to this week. We'll we'll see when that happens, it's going to be in the near future, though, for sure. One of the things that they're going to have to look at is how many resources do they want to lock up in Jesse Bates and how do they want to structure the contract? And if they franchise tag them, well, all of that cap hit happens this year because it's a one-year deal. And so all of this stuff goes into this decision. And the other bit is, are, are they sure that Jesse Bates is a, the safety they want? They should be. But this is something that they have to decide, right? And I'm, I'm not saying this should be a hard decision. But this is something that Lou Anna Rumo and, and Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor need to get together and look at. And Zach's always spoken very highly of the way Jesse Bates handled this season. He did it in his postseason press conference when he was asked about the Jesse Bates extension. But it's something they're probably going to look at, right? You can't just extend guys on the playoffs. That's how you end up with, you know, Antonio Bryants and, Uh, Who's a safety? The the safety from the Buccaneers. We talked about this last week. The Bengals signed Dexter Jackson. Yeah, Dexter Jackson. He was fine for the Bengals, Super Bowl MVP, Dexter Jackson. But he wasn't like a Pro Bowl level level player. And we think Jesse Bates can be that. But he does have you know his issues with what they ask him to do. They ask their safeties to fill in in the run game quite a bit, and and the tackling is hit or miss. He had some games where it was costly. That being said his primary job is to be that safety deep and make plays on passes and break them up and pick them off. And he showed that he still has a lot of that in the tank when the games mattered most in the playoffs. So to me, you know, still pretty easy choice. But these are things that the Bengals will really have to work through and take their time with when they're trying to figure out how to get this done. Because the fact that a deal isn't done, James, right, suggests that it's not terribly close. Like maybe Jesse Bates is asking for that $18 million mark and the Bengals are more like, we'll pay you the franchise tag mark over four years we'll give you 14 million a year we're not we're not quite to 18 million a year right
0: yeah and and that that would be my concern and that's why i continue to lean franchise tag and um, jesse bates agent it just feels like he's gonna try to get every penny and i'm not knocking them when i say that it's not like it's a bad thing i want every single penny i can get from the locked on podcast network i'll just say it right now right so it's, it's not like i'm knocking him but when you go into a negotiation like that and you're the Bengals and you have this franchise tag in your back pocket, it's like, all right, well, we can do this or, and there really is no other or for Bates, right? Is he going to sit out? I don't think so. I don't think that that's, you know, in his DNA to do so, especially when there would be, you know, 13 million on the table essentially a year if he's franchise tagged. So that's why I still lean that way. At the same time, if you're the Bengals, I, I wish I could know what they're offering him. Because if it's something ridiculous, like 10 million per or 11, and I'm not saying it is, well, then that's ridiculous, right? And I I can't take you serious. But if they're offering him 14 million per, and it's a decent amount guaranteed, and it's a reasonable number of years, I I don't blame them for saying, yeah, you haven't been a pro bowler yet, Jesse. I'm not going to pay you 18 million. We're not going to do that. And yeah, we could. But we're going. We have this franchise tag in our back pocket, and we want to keep you. But we don't need to go that far. I, I understand it. I don't know if I necessarily would do it. It's tough. Depends on what other moves they make, I guess. And we'll talk about free agency this week. But it's a, uh, it's a balance. It's a juggling it's, act. But they need to. They need to find a way to keep them in. In their, their eyes. Worst case, they have them on the franchise tag.
2: It's it's just Jamal Adams screwing up this whole thing, man. The yeah. Jamal Adams contract, seventeen and a half million dollars for a guy that you know, the Seahawks painted themselves into the corner there. But like, look around the league: Kevin Bayard, Tyran Matthew, Eddie Jackson, Buddha Baker, Justin Simmons, and, and mm-hmm. Landon Collins. For some reason, all between fourteen and fifteen million, roughly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Most of those guys getting you know twenty to forty percent of those contracts guaranteed. They're getting you know. 20 million or so guaranteed, which for the Bengals would be a big number for sure. They're probably trying to get by doing 10 to 15 guaranteed with more practical guarantees, but from a strictly guaranteed perspective, it would be, be probably a little bit lower than a lot of these, but maybe, maybe not. And that's something else that we're going to have to watch for this team. Right. And this is a transition to the Mike Brown conversation. Mike Brown wants to help Joe Burrow. I talked about it in the mailbag on Thursday when we were missing James. He's back. We're going to talk about it with James in a minute, but the the thing to look at with Brown and and how they want to help Joe Burrow is does that help involve changing the way that you structure contracts and giving out more guaranteed money and maximizing your cap and changing the way that you manage the cap to maximize this window? Something we talked about last year, James, going into free agency, when you heard me say numerous times, I think this is a unique opportunity for the Bengals to do something neat and and get creative in free agency. There's another opportunity this year, I think, for them to do the same thing and really try to push the envelope this offseason and and try to push and take a Super Bowl roster and get it to a, a Super Bowl winning roster. And so that starts with guarantees for Mike Brown, and we'll discuss his quotes about how he wants to help Joe Burrow and take this special group of guys to the next step coming up
0: next. It's that time of year where people are giving up their New Year's resolution. You might have done that. I know it's certainly tough, right? We're at the end of February, almost eight weeks into the new year. But if your goal is to eat right, and most people, that's one of their New Year's resolutions, Built Bar can help you get there. You hear me talk about them all the time. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. It's the number one protein bar on the planet and they have something new, the world's first ever marshmallow uh, that's protein infused. They're called Puffs. You ever heard of them? I've had them. I have some in my cupboard right now. They're awesome. They taste amazing. It's a marshmallow. What marshmallow doesn't taste great, but it's protein infused and they're covered in 100% chocolate, just like a normal built bar. So you need to check them out right now. You can check all of them out, all of the different flavors, the new Puffs line, and so much more at built. You're not going to regret it. I have listeners all the time say how they should have listened sooner, listened to me, and and gone with the Built Bar plan. you got to get to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, for 15% off, use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Love those puffs. The the chocolate-covered marshmallow to get my protein? <sighs> Sign me up, man. The, the, they're, they're nice. Um, it's, fire. it's fire. We're going to talk about the, the Mike Brown quotes. You saw them, James. Did they stand out Thank to you me. as well?
0: Just they yes did. or no? Yeah, okay. They, they did absolutely.
2: Yeah, so we'll we'll get into that. Thanks for making us your first listen again. Really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more content, I got a DM this morning, James. You guys only do five shows a week. I need more. Yeah, the only thing worse than the Bengals not playing today is no on Bengals. And go check out the Locked On NFL channel. They're up on YouTube. We've got James one day a week is on that show. I used to be on that show one day a week. So we have a lot of great Locked On hosts from around the network doing Locked On NFL. You can check that out. Anywhere you get your podcast for free as well. James, let's dive into this Mike Brown quote. I talked about it a lot, and I Mm -hmm. talked about it going into the break. Do you think, and I do think, that Mike Brown realizes the opportunity here. Katie Blackburn recognizes the opportunity here. Elizabeth Blackburn recognizes the opportunity here. Troy Blackburn, Paul Brown Jr. These guys all know what they've got. Duke Tobin knows what they've got. Have you ever heard him be so, you know... We can help him. We can be better. Have you ever heard that kind of thing from him? Because we don't usually hear from Mike Brown at this time of year either.
0: No, I, I haven't heard. You're right. We, we haven't, unless it was keeping Marvin Lewis around for another year. Right. And sometimes he'd come out and talk then. Um, but that those conversations certainly weren't that way. And there were multiple times I remember even asking Marvin, and I swear I'm going to relate this to now asking Marvin after. 2017, when they decided to bring him back for 2018, if they needed to change the way they attack free agency. And and I think I said the word aggressive in my question and Marvin kind of twisted it and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, point being, it has never felt like this. And so I know Mike Brown listens to the show every single day. And so Mike, uh, you should go on YouTube right now. And, and, and that and subscribe, of course, but that way I can look you in the eyes here and we can have a conversation because I'm 30 years old. Jake, how old are you? 32. I didn't want to age you.
2: 33.
0: 34. 33. Oh, okay, 34. See, I was trying to I was trying to be be nice there. All right. So Jake's 33. Neither of us remember a season like the one that just happened, and we're both Cincinnati natives, and there are a huge. A a, a crazy amount of Bengals fans that could say that, right? That are Cincinnati natives that haven't seen that. And yeah, you didn't get it done. But if you want to wash away the 90s, make people forget about the 2000s, where it felt like Carson, Chad and company came up short, make them forget about the Jeremy Hill fumble and Vontez Perfect and all of that, you can completely completely change, wash away, cleanse the legacy. I promise you it is possible, and I never thought it was. It is very much possible because of who you have at quarterback, the weapons you have around him, and and this suddenly likable – star driven. And that's what they are. Joe bro is a star. Jamar chase is a star. I think T Higgins certainly could be a star Joe Mixon, from the day he walked in to Paul Brown stadium, I saw him one look and I was like, man, that dude is a star. Like you just felt it. He had the swagger about him. And, And so when you have players like that, if you make the right moves and you are super aggressive and you're all in on winning, then that can be your legacy. And I, you might not give a damn about legacy, but you probably do. Most people do. Everybody does to a degree. I would imagine this is a chance to change it. You may never have thought you had, would have that chance. You have it right now. And so to me, that alone, I mean, he's 86, right? Uh, his, his daughter, Katie, and, and son-in-law, Troy, they're doing more and more. We know about Elizabeth's emergence. They can be the best team in the AFC North for the next decade. That alone, right? That's crazy to me. That's crazy to say out loud if, if it was two years ago or three years ago. I think they could do that. But they're going to have to continue to do what they've shown glimpses of, but more in the guaranteed contracts. And it's inevitable. Look, you're not letting Joe Burrow walk. No, nope. You're not letting Jamar Chase walk. Probably not letting T. Higgins walk. These dudes are going to want guaranteed dollars. But if you do it now, you're going to be big-time players with these big-time free agents. That can make all the difference in the world, all of the difference when you have this roster. So um, hopefully they realize that it feels like it, right? It felt like it when he said that. And that's why the pep rally is important, Jake. That was a big thing, right? Oh, my God. I can't believe they're throwing a runner up pep rally. It's ridiculous. Well, one, Mike Brown talked Two, he got to really feel the excitement. I think it's different. You're grinding every day. I mean, I'm in Cincinnati, and I didn't feel it necessarily every second all the time because I'm working head down. It's just busy during the season. But you could feel it when you you go to events like that. So hopefully that uh, that impacts them because in a few weeks we're going to find out how aggressive they're going to be. And they need to be extremely aggressive in one area that we obviously know is the offensive line.
2: And And you see it. A- the excitement that you're talking about. You see that even in our podcast download numbers. Like the Super Bowl run, the playoff yep. run, yep. We probably doubled the amount of unique listeners to this show. And and it's not like we were slacking. We were yeah, already a I thought, a top, I thought
0: yeah, we, yeah, I thought we were pretty popular already,
2: Jake. We we were. <laughs> we were like not not even like bragging, which I know this is gonna sound like, but we were, like factually speaking, for, for the Bengals market especially, we were a very high-performing podcast. The Super Bowl run put us in the top 10 of football podcasts for that entire like two-week period going into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and the, that's just us. We're not the team. We don't have nearly the clout of at Bengals on Twitter, right? We're, we're not at that level. We're not at the level of like the Bengals YouTube channel or, or whatever they want to do. And there's also an opportunity there. That's probably a conversation for another day for, for the social team and their media team to continue their growth, which has been great and, and, and probably deserves a lot of praise. But you're right. There, there's this massive opportunity here. There's massive energy around this team. And it's, it's a huge opportunity. For mike mm-hmm. brown you talked about those guarantees for joe burrow by the way just a real quick hit on this that the guarantees for recently extended quarterbacks you ready for this josh it's, allen it's money. 100 million dollars of his contract guaranteed yeah 100 million guaranteed to josh allen 95 million guaranteed to dak prescott 80 million guaranteed to aaron Rodgers. 70 million guaranteed to russ wilson Patrick Mahomes only has 63 guarantee, but his practical guarantee number is much higher because there's <laughs> practical guarantees and, like, strictly speaking, guarantees. Anyway, the Bengals are going to do something unprecedented to extend Joe Burrow. They're going to pay a lot of guaranteed money.
0: Well, or their franchise is going
2: to cease to exist.
0: <laughs> it, you know, those are well, your options. And that's the thing is hopefully, and it'll still be unprecedented because of quarterback money, but hopefully yeah. it doesn't feel as wild because – they signed a left tackle, right, and, and give him X amount guaranteed, and he's protecting Joe's blindside yeah. for the next three years before they sign or Hopefully they re-sign him after next year and extend him just to get it out of the way. But you right. catch my drift. So, um, yeah, uh, now's the time. Like if, if there was ever a window, it yep. was this because this yep. feels different than 05. This feels different than any time in 2011 through 2015. I was around there for all of them. I think it feels different. wasn't alive than 88 or 81, but based on who I've talked to. So Mike's been around for all of it. And so now's your shot. Katie, you've been around for all of it. Now's your shot. And and we'll see if they they can get it done. They've been good in free agency the past two years. They need to be just as good this year.
2: I 100% agree with you big opportunity it was an opportunity last year they didn't do exactly what we wanted but it was pretty good it was pretty successful they spent a lot of money they got good players on the defensive side of the ball they need to do the same thing again they need to target the offensive line and they need to get the right guys again that's always a challenge with agency. Is a lot of times you see teams win the offseason and then fall on their face uh cough cleveland but sometimes you get it right and uh that's what the Bengals need to do again if they want to continue to push the envelope. Coming up next, the Bengals have some new coaches, and we need to revisit our time on Radio Road, James. We haven't had a chance to decompress and debrief yet. And that was a really fun week. So we should talk about that. So we'll get into it coming up next.
0: Football might be over, but basketball is full steam ahead, both pro and college hoops. The All Star break. Did you watch that lame slam dunk contest? I did, but I would have bet on Obi Toppin anyway. Well, you could have done that at Bet Online, and that's why you need to get there right now, because they have a a free and easy interface that you can sign up, and it's really easy to use. I've used them. You should, too, and maybe it's because you think the Golden State Warriors are about to buckle up for another title run, or maybe LeBron and the Lakers are going to turn things around, or maybe you just want to get in on the March Madness action. You can do it all at betonline.net and it's not just basketball it's hockey it's boxing it's ufc get all of the odds all of the information in one spot betonline.net so head to the website today or your mobile device you can use your iphone or android it's real easy at betonline.net learn about the trends the action and get to betting today at betonline where the game starts
2: James, a few new coaches to talk about before we dive into the Radio Row experience. And I talked about most of these guys on Friday's show, so we don't need to spend too much time here. But maybe people didn't listen to Friday's show. So Derek Frazier will be the new assistant offensive line coach for the Mm -hmm. Cincinnati Bengals. We haven't heard anything official on this front. So technically, I, I would say we still don't know officially what's happened to Ben Martin, who's a current assistant offensive line coach. But the current assumption we're working with, James, is that these are replacements. So Derek Frazier was... Frank Pollock's assistant offensive line coach for the Jets. He spent last year with mm-hmm. Wyoming. He's been around a little bit. And so he he's getting his old assistant offensive line coach back. The other one that we talked about uh, last week was the new cornerbacks coach whose name I had in front of me. Charles
0: Burks. It's like Charles Burks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Who, who was a one year cornerbacks coach for Miami was an assistant cornerbacks coach kind of defensive backs coach before that so talked about with with burks that there's a bit of a downgrade in terms of experience but he he at least is familiar with i think a lot of the things uh luana rumo is going to want to do and luana rumo being a db's coach i think mitigates this a little bit as well but the big news since then james is james betcher so we've got a bunch of joes and now we've got another james on the Bengals. you just need to get a jake and then we'll he, have all the Locked On Bengals names covered.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, he, He's not as good. A, he, he's ugly, James. But um, no, Come I... <laughs> not as good looking, whatever. I'm just kidding. Was that too... Coach I mean, James. I'm in off-season mode. Man, he's
2: going to turn on this podcast. He's going to be like, who covers the Bengals? Let me check out <laughs> Locked On Bengals. And
0: he's never going to talk to you. In your Man, life. It's, all right. it's all right. He knows I'm the just burned. Me, me and him go way back, you know? Um, No, but... The the odd thing, not the odd thing, the cool thing I think about him from a continuity standpoint, he worked with Luana Rumo in New York. He's been a defensive coordinator, was the defensive coordinator with the Giants, same thing with the Cardinals, Uh, You know, has worked in in, in multiple places, uh, is extremely experienced, and and that's what you're looking for when you look at this linebacker room that was really eh last offseason, you didn't know, it was just a big question mark, and now it's like, man, Logan Wilson's a baller, Jermaine Pratt's a baller, Uh, Maybe Akeem Davis-Gaither has another gear because he was young when he came into the league and he had, you know, an injury that derailed his second season. So uh, hopefully he can keep that growth moving forward because I think overall, I don't know about you, Jake, but I feel about as good about the Bengals linebackers overall as I felt in a, a long, long time.
2: Yeah, they were great in the Super Bowl. They were good throughout the playoffs. I feel like we were talking about those guys throughout the playoffs. I do worry a little bit losing Al Golden. He was a really good coach. He was he was underemployed with the Bengals. James Betcher probably also slightly underemployed with the Bengals, but he was just like he was in the Mark Duffner role, I think, for San Francisco last year. His title was senior defensive assistant, similar to Mark Duffner's title with the Bengals. What's interesting to me about this uh, this hire is I think that his expertise is more with the the pass rush aspect of things. He, he was a defensive line coach to start his career. He started coaching when he was 26. He's 43 now. So he's been coaching for, what is that, 17 years? And, and he's just 43 years old. Started as a defensive line coach and and then was a, a defensive assistant, kind of did some graduate assistant work for a while in the college level. Was a defensive ends coach at Ball State. And then he's done some outside linebackers work in the NFL. He was an outside linebackers coach for the Colts and the Cardinals. And then he got mm-hmm. that promotion with the Cardinals from outside linebackers coach to defensive coordinator. So, you know, you would expect that he, he has a pretty good understanding of every level of the defense. But it is interesting to me that, that his experience is primarily defensive line coach, defensive ends coach, outside linebackers coach specifically. And now he's just going to be a linebackers coach for a, a team that uses off-ball linebackers. They're not really rush linebackers, which might be different for him, but he, he's familiar with Luana Anarumo. Those guys have worked together closely, so you would hope that that can continue in a symbiotic way in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll add a little little edge outside linebacker or something. The Keem Davis-Gaith
2: uh, are going to get more yeah, pass-rushing opportunities.
0: Maybe, right? Or, or maybe they go out in the, the free agent market. Yeah and we'll have to look at the ties you know that Betcher has to, to who to who's out there. There are certainly sure. guys that uh, we, we could uh, talk about not just Betcher too that that have ties to the Bengals. So that's the fun part about free agency and co- coaches moving because yeah. those relationships matter. It mattered with DJ Reader and it's uh, it's going to matter this offseason as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's all I got on the coaches James. Yep. Shall shall we go back in time? Let's go. It's a radio row man that was yeah, a cool maybe. week huh i mean you guys yeah. saw the content hopefully maybe maybe you didn't watch all those shows but i mean you, you got to talk to trey wingo one-on-one i got to talk to mm-hmm. mina kimes one-on-one we got to talk to Domata peko take a picture with him it's a great mm-hmm. photo i love that picture what what were the what were the biggest highlights for you about being there
0: it, that that's certainly part of it right you know meeting big big time like tv personalities that you're just used to seeing right like i watched trey wingo 10 years ago right? 15 years ago and and then you're three feet from him uh mina kimes is uh great as you thought um Domita i had met you know previously but not in that type of setting and he was exactly what i expected uh um, what a good guy love that he, guy it, yeah and he's He's awesome, you know, and I know he was bummed that they that they didn't When He was certainly rooting for the Bengals. So um, I'm trying to think of outside of that, you know, the biggest guest or, or, or biggest name we talked to, right? Like, I mean, Icky walked by, I got the chat with him. There's a lot. I'm blanking. I mean, it was such a blur. I because it, you know it flew by. It was it, it was, was an crazy. exhausting week. I was tired the whole time. Yeah. Part of that was because I didn't get much sleep. You yeah. the rest of the locked on crew was smart about it. Me, I'm like, Super Bowl baby, LA, let's go. And so um, well I'm still catching up on sleep. I was fueled by built Bars that week. <sighs> um, but yeah, it was a it, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And I thought the the con I mean Solomon Wilcott's alone, right? I, yeah, I thought was he was he was great and it wasn't my first time meeting him either but it was my first time talking with him in person, interviewing him in person, and he crushed it.
2: Yeah, he. I mean, you can tell that he's been on a microphone before. He <laughs> he puts in the work, right? He's very good at what he does. I, I shook Anthony Munoz's hand at one point. He was walking around with a giant ring on his pinky finger. Didn't get to see what the ring was, but mentioned, mentioned to him that we were there. He gave me a who day. Tried to figure out Carson Palmer's people. I guess our guests are probably happy that we didn't have Carson on the show. But he, he was making the rounds of, again, much to our listeners' chagrin, I think. But we saw him. Walking Honestly,
0: around. I would have loved that because would have been. Content. I would. Have, well, yeah, but I I mean I, I think it's fair to go at him, right in that situation, and to so challenge him a little bit. Was, yeah, because he's, it's like he's stuck in '05 or something, and so you know I had to ask that the the Tannenbaum one was interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mike mm-hmm. Tannenbaum, who said that the Bengals, you know, should be disbanded if they pick Chase. And I, I was, you know, I couldn't be too mean because he was giving us some time, but I tried to get him to say that Chase was, yeah. the, you know, the best rookie wide receiver ever. And he kind of, kind of dodged it. It wasn't the best interview, but it was exciting going up because he just was giving us, you know, six word answers. But maybe that's my fault. Who knows? But. Um, it, it was cool to chat with him because that's one of the uh, the coldest takes in take history. And I have some cold takes too, right? I was team John Ross, so I have cold takes, Mike. It's okay, but uh, that's a that's a pretty cold take. Yeah, the chance to challenge him at least.
2: It was a little yeah. frustrating being at Radio Row and watching people walk around that we didn't get to talk to, like Justin Jefferson. We watched walk around three different days and we couldn't get any of his attention. That was that was too bad. We could have talked to him about you know his teammates in the Super Bowl. Uh, we we saw Chad Johnson. And as you would imagine, Chad was very busy, very popular guy, still very integrated with some of the young players in the league. And so we didn't get to talk to him either. But you know, my favorite part, James, was actually Friday security kerfuffle, getting into the media availability for the players aside, which was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, everyone flocked to Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, well, you know, it'd be cool to talk to Joe Burrow, but there's about hundred people are trying to talk to Joe Burrow. So I'm going to go talk to Mike Hilton and T Higgins. And when I got to T, he was the first guy in the the closest guy to the entrance. And it was just a couple other reporters there. So I got to ask T Higgins a couple of questions. That was cool. I was the first person to talk to Mike Hilton and I don't get to talk to the players. So mm-hmm. for me to get to ask, and you know what kinds of questions I like to ask the questions I DM you from time to time, like, Hey, ask about this football thing. Ask this X's mm-hmm. and O's question. I got to ask some of those, and I I learned a valuable lesson, James, which is push the damn record button. <laughs> yeah, I, I had so many conversations with Von Bell and and some the, some back and forth with DJ Reader and even Mike Hilton and, and T Higgins that I didn't record, and I only recorded you- some of the some of the back and forth.
0: Were you holding your phone up and you just didn't hit record? No, I didn't. No, I
2: I, I was okay. like just at, at times I was just okay. like engaged and like. But but other times I was like, yeah, it was more like pull my phone up and push record. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. i just making sure you didn't pull a Pam Beasley. No. Our, my office friends will get that. But, you know, <laughs> you, you hold it up and you don't you hit don't record. Put, yeah. Well, just, just hit the button, Pam. It's right there. So, okay. Yeah. At least you didn't have the phone up. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, no. I
2: I, I, I just... I learned I guess. To, to record things, but it was really cool for me to get to talk to the players because we haven't had yeah. that access this year. And I, and, and they were all really great conversations. Like I asked, I asked Von bell, you know, about the mad scientist nickname and, and Von bell, man, what a gracious guy he was. He was the last guy out of there. So talking to all the players was really cool. I met uh, James Palmer, the NFL network reporter as we were walking out and had a little mm-hmm. conversation with him. He was complimentary. He's like, yeah, you ask good questions. Cause we were, joking about the people asking like who would play you in a movie and like spending spending their time on like we're in hollywood who would be your actor in a movie and they just went to every player and asked that question yeah and so that that was a cool moment for me to just to connect to, to some people in person and see the see some of the players in person
0: yeah the the crazy part about that day is i tweeted this picture of burrow and it was a quote about how he likes seasons and didn't necessarily yeah. want to live in Los Angeles. That thing just went crazy. And I, I wasn't expecting it. It went crazy. I, I i don't know how many likes it got, but it, it, had, it got millions of impressions. It probably got like 30,000 plus likes. I'll have to go back and look. But yeah. I, I kept getting notifications and I'm like, all right, I got to mute this thing. So I just muted it because it just my whole timeline was fun. I'm like, oh, this is what happens when you send out a, a tweet that I didn't even think was that yeah. much of anything. Yeah. And people were commenting, and some people were offended. Other people were like, "Yeah, that's right, Joe Burr in Ohio, baby." Like (laughs) it was just, it was, uh, it was fun. No, I mean, Super Bowl week overall is just—it's so much. There's so much around it, and 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 it was so much fun. And I still don't know if I've processed it all the way, right? So uh, it—you know—it takes time. I mean, it was such a blur, And, and then suddenly it's the game, and then the game's over, and we're doing the post game show, and man. As we record this, it's been a week and it, uh, yep. that whole week flew by.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things, you, you know, you haven't processed it. I haven't, I don't know if I'll ever process what happened <laughs> in that game. I don't know how you, pro- I asked jokingly in our locked on group chat, like, how do you get over a Super Bowl loss? And the answer is you go back and you win it. And so that's on you, Mike Brown. You want to help Joe Burrow, you want to help your fans get back and win it. And, uh, that's probably a good place to wrap up. Right. As James If you're on YouTube. Here,
0: yeah. Here's the program. Did you get a program when you were I at the game? Not. You went to the,
2: I did not. I was, I was so focused on just like the, the game. game itself. I didn't leave my seat again. Like I wanted, I was looking for like something to buy to commemorate it, but I, I didn't see anything on the way in and then I didn't leave my seat. So that was my super bowl experience. <laughs> we'll be uh, we'll be back the rest of the week. We're going to get into free agency a little bit. I think it's that time of the year. Appreciate it's everybody time to spend for following. The money. Yeah, appreciate it's everybody time to spend for the money. following along when we were in Los Angeles for Radio Row. For Hope sure. you guys enjoyed that content. Hope we can do that again. The Bengals get back. We'll be back. Arizona next year. Not quite as exciting as LA, but also less traffic. So it's got might that be, better.
0: It. Yeah, it might be yeah. better. Yeah, might be
2: better. Yeah. Arizona in, in February, not so bad. Thanks for making Locked On Bengals your first listen. If you're looking for more content, James and I, we're going to get into the NFL draft at some point here pretty soon. But Locked On NFL Draft has been doing it all season long. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker doing all their draft insight every day over on Locked On NFL Draft. Go check that one out as well. And we're ready to get into free agency. So until next time, Bengals fans, who day, and have a good one.